You're late. And it was traffic. Yeah, it's traffic. <laughs> Wasn't it traffic? Yeah, give me the traffic. traffic. What do, you, what, what do you want from us? It was bumper to bumper. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's bad, you know. Traffic. I never waited for anyone who was late more than 10 minutes in my life. I'd say 15, 15, right? No, 10. I don't think so. 10's not enough. You have to take traffic into account. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking traffic into account. That's why it's 10. I still say 15. 10. Fine, we disagree on that. Well, how oh. about 12 and a half minutes? There we go. Hey, 12 and a half. Middle, right it's in the middle. Comedy. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, more than 10 is saying something. Are you saying something to me? No, I'm here. Hmm. It says what it says. You're listening to Bo and Dave's Excellent Podcast, Chicago's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. is episode number 82 bill and dave's excellent podcast i am dave flying solo practicing social distancing my partner bill is absent today um yeah we're just fighting through this covid19 pandemic here in chicago everything's pretty much shut down so what a great time to do a podcast and we've got a ton of guests lined up which i'm super excited about i can't wait to share some of these with you today is no different we're back and uh We'll go to the phones where I have a very special guest. She's an actress, a writer, a producer. You've seen her on Kidding uh, on Showtime starring Jim Carrey. She plays the astronauter. Her name is Gwen Hollander. Gwen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I uh, A little behind-the-scenes stuff. I totally biffed and uh, kept Gwen waiting for... I, I swear, Gwen, I wasn't trying to big-time you or anything like that. I feel I feel really bad about that. So thank you for sticking oh with God, us. Oh, my God, please don't. Please don't feel bad, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those... You know what? When, when we mess up, we own it on our end here, so we'll make fun of it, and everybody can pick on us, and hopefully you don't hate us too much. So... Um, so I- don't hate you, and I and I instruct everyone to not pick on you. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was I was really excited because uh, you know with uh, everybody streaming a lot more right these days, watching watching more and more TV. And kidding on HBO was actually uh, or on, on Showtime. Geez, uh, kidding on Showtime was actually one that was on my list for a long time that I hadn't gotten around to watching until recently, and. Uh, 
And you, of course, you play, <laughs> uh, you play um, a very interesting character, I, I, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> um, and and uh, uh, can you maybe, I, for, the, for people that haven't seen the show, can you explain maybe a little bit uh, about the astronauter? <laughs> yes. I love I just love um, the character. So, <laughs> it's awesome. I know, it's hilarious. Um so the show if you haven't seen it is uh it's starring Jim Carrey and he plays a character named Jeff Piccarillo who has um a kind of Mr. Rogers style show on public television called uh Mr. Pickles Puppet Time. And it's just you know, it's all of his puppet friends. There's, you know, like a horse and uh, a, a ukulele named Ukulele, and I play uh, an astronaut otter uh, <laughs> named Astronauter. I play I play Cheryl, who plays Astronauter. Right, and, right. Uh, astronauter, yeah. I was trying to think, you know, someone had asked me once um, who, what I think the inspiration kind of is for Astronauter, and it suddenly occurred to me that it, it reminds me of Beaker a little bit. Oh, I love uh, from it. From the Muppets, because Beaker, yeah, because Beaker kind of like is very high strung and does speaks in like a meep meep, and an astronaut also does not speak English and speaks in a, a beep boop style language, um, which kind of reminds me of Beaker. Um, so, yeah, an astronaut, one of the main things people like to talk about with astronaut is that. Um, Astronauter, apparently we are told that the show's been on for like 30 years. And for 30 years, Astronauter has been uh, referred to as a male. And suddenly in uh, the beginning of season one, uh, Jeff starts referring to Astronauter as a female. And suddenly as a she, and we change the pronouns, which is obviously a hot button issue right now. Um, so that's something they talk about, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... it's uh... I, I tell you, the show, I didn't know much about it going into it. I just knew, and, and probably like mm. I, uh, maybe a lot of people, um, I didn't know much about it other than Jim Carrey was in it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a try. It looks different. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think, uh, you know, Jim Carrey is obviously known for a certain style of work and, and any deviates from that here and there. And this is one of those, it's... yeah. That it's a it's kind of a, a got a little bit it's it's funny and then it also has kind of some mm-hmm. darker tones to it too, and uh, it really like kind of keeps you kind of pulls you in from episode to episode that like they give you little bits and pieces to help you try and figure out what's going on. It's uh, um, yeah, it was it's pretty impressive. I, I'm curious uh, when you were auditioning for this. I mean, obviously, did you did you see like a script ahead of time did you have any idea um like any details on the show or was it kind of a surprise to you um, a little bit oh i i knew a little bit i mean i also i was working at the, at the time when i auditioned i was working at an acting studio so i knew where a lot of people come in to coach for the auditions that they're having so I'm very aware, of, or I was at the time, very aware of everything that was going on. And I had seen a script. And I do think that for this, that they sent me a script of the first episode. But even with that, there's no, as you've just experienced, there's no way to explain what this show is, really. And there's no way to understand the tone of it until you've, even, after, even working on it, I still didn't really fully understand until I saw the fully produced episodes. Because there's so much incredible stuff that they did 
in post and even like, you know, so many of the, there are a lot of effects in it, but a lot of them are practical, and, but you don't really know what they're going to look like until you see it. And then you add in the music. Um, so what I knew of it was, you know, just that is kind of the log line of the show, which is this man has this p- puppet show and something tragic happens in his life. And we kind of follow, uh, what happens to him after that and how he, you know, continues to cope with that. And, uh, but yeah, I didn't, I couldn't have expected this. The only thing is I did know that Michelle Gondry was executive producing and that he was directing some of the episodes. So that gives you kind of a hint because he did Eternal Sunshine, obviously with Jim. And, and it does, if I had to compare it to anything tonally, I think that's the closest thing I could think of because his influence and his aesthetic is all over this show. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't even really connect those dots. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I, I, th- I think yeah. first of all, the show is the show is amazing, and I'm interested in uh, in how some uh, you know a, uh, a young girl from from Miami, I believe, gets gets out there yeah. and gets. I mean, because I mean, we're we're not far from the same age, I believe, and and we grew up watching Jim Carrey, right? So it's got to be a little surreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. acting next to him, right? Yes. Surreal is the magic word. It's the word I use most. Because uh, obviously people always have that question, like, what's it like working with Jim Carrey? Or what was it like working on this show? And I, surreal is the first <laughs> word I say. Um, it is hard to explain. And yeah, I for sure grew up like idolizing Jim Carrey. Um, and I grew up loving comedy. So of course, you know, he was a huge part of the stuff that I was into. And the first day that we met him, you know, I was just saying the other day, like when Jim Carrey walks into a room, like the air changes, he is a force. Um, and there's also just the fact that you're seeing in person, this person that you, not only that you've watched for so many years, but that you watched as a child, like during your formative years. Um, so part of you like turns into a child. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I also, because, you know, most of the puppeteers, the way that they work is they're kind of crouched on the ground with their arm above their head, watching everything in a monitor. I'm really one of the only puppeteers that actually stood in a scene with Jim, like watching Jim through, uh, you know, my, the, my nose hole basically <laughs> is what it is. And I kept saying, I was like, yeah, this is a, that's the title of this chapter of my memoirs is like through the mesh of my nose, the Jim Carrey years that I, I'm just watching Jim Carrey, like I'm like that's Ace Ventura, and he's he's inches away, and I'm just looking at him act. It's it's crazy. That that is crazy. And speaking of puppeteers, you've got a little bit of a history outside of this show um, with puppets, and yeah. and I would love to talk about that. Is it is that a mere coincidence that you landed this role on this show, or did that background help you a little bit? Yeah, it was definitely not a coincidence. I, uh, one of the reasons why I got the audition was one of the producers is a friend of mine. We hadn't seen each other in years, but she, uh, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and we're friends on Facebook. And so she just knew that, first of all, I, she knows that I'm a musical theater performer and there was a, you know, musical aspect to this also. But she's, you know, seen a lot of my videos with puppets. And I am not necessarily a great puppeteer. Like, I kind of say that I'm a puppeteer adjacent because I'm very much in the world of puppetry. But the people, the puppeteers that I am really good friends with are, like, master puppeteers. Like, Jim Henson puppeteers 
you know, so I, I definitely don't consider myself to be at their level, but I have a working knowledge of puppetry, which I suppose is more than like the person off the street has. Um, and so this girl knew that I had done Avenue Q and everything, and she reached out to me and said she was working on this new show and she thought there was a part that'd be right for me. So who knows if I would have gotten this particular audition had she not reached out to me. I might have just because I would have like noted that I had puppetry experience. But, you know, especially considering I didn't even end up playing a hand puppet, which I, I did audition with a hand puppet. Um, but yeah, I'm not even doing anything remotely like that in the show. So, but it did get me in the door, I would say for sure. That's it's awesome. It's it's funny how that stuff works, right? It's just kind of it, it just kind of make those oh, yeah. connections, and, and it's awesome. And and Gwen, I mean, I I definitely want to come back and talk about talk about your experience with Jim Carrey a little bit, but I don't want to monopolize your time about that because you've got a lot of other things going on too. Uh, you reoccur on uh, on 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 Future Man, which is a show on Hulu. Again, for everybody out there streaming yeah. during these times. And the third season just came out earlier this month. Um, and, and Future Man's an interesting one as well. Uh, Haley Joel Osment's in there. Josh Hutcherson. Um, yeah. I mean, what a what a fun cast. And, and, and boy, talk about two completely different shows on completely different ends of the spectrum. Um, what, yeah. What, um, are you, like, do you, was it hard did you were these like filming at all near the same time do you like that's got to be a kind of a trick kind of doing both no yeah i mean the so i only did this one episode in season three and the season one episode that i did was a few years ago obviously yeah. and yes i actually did have a problem with this because this is what's so funny is i swear months go by whereas an actor you're doing nothing and that everything happens at the same time right so i was shooting kidding like pretty much over the whole summer and uh, nothing else was going on, because why would it? And then all of a sudden, I got they reached out to me and said that my character was going to come back on Future Man. And I was like, okay, well, hopefully it won't conflict with kidding, because that would be crazy. And it ended up being like the exact same day. And it, and it was a day when the other people in my scenes for kidding could not, there was, there was no possible way they could do any other day. Um, it, it just all conflicted in a very bad way. <laughs> oh, um, and I remember being like, I can't believe I'm in this position. And so I ended up and you know, future man was filming in Montreal and they wanted me because the way it, usually they just want you there for a couple extra days, just in case, you know, in case of weather or in case, you know, something interrupts the filming schedule. And I kind of was like, I think I'm going to have to pass on future man which i can't believe i'm gonna do and it, it ended up all working out they ended up pushing the future man days because the kidding days were just not pushable also because it's like me but the other you know it's like doing a scene with katherine keener and this was the episode that i was in with blake griffin the basketball star oh nice so it was a lot of like very important people's schedules and then me i'm like i'm an otter and i can't do that day you know <laughs> that's not that's not gonna fly so um <laughs> So fortunately, it ended up all working out. But it was a crazy thing. I mean, I was shooting. I was wearing the otter suit until, like, midnight. I ran home, slept for three hours, and then I was being picked up to fly to Montreal. Like, it was a real, a oh quick a quick turnaround. That's crazy. Well, both at the same time. That's always got to be a great call, though, where they give you a call and be like, hey, we're going to bring your character back. Like, sweet, right? That's, that's pretty awesome. Oh, but my gosh. I was 
so excited because I love that show. I love Future Man so much. Yeah, yeah, but th- but then but then do you have to go back and like rewatch like what you did in season one just to kind of get back in that character's kind of in that mindset again or remember some of the the choices you made or is that pretty easy to fall back into um i I mean it would depend in this particular case because of the time travel element uh in the first season it was like 85 and then in the second season it's like it's, it's like the year 2000 right so i didn't feel like i had to be and because I, w- I wasn't doing anything that was terribly far away from myself. Sure. Um, so I felt like even if it wasn't exactly the same, it wouldn't be jarring because it's 20 years later or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely did kind of go back because I was doing a little bit of a voice thing because I play the um, younger version of Glenn Headley, and she has a very specific voice. Mm-hmm. So I guess I went back and tried to, like, you know, take a listen to that voice a little bit more, but... I didn't worry too much about it in this yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, that's it's still cool though. It's cool to be kind of in demand, right? Flying, I got to go to Montreal. That's that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I, I felt very fancy for a moment. <laughs> Look, I'm not at all. I am not remotely fancy, but for like one day, I was like, I'm a, I'm fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. I just got to jump on a plane to Montreal. See you later, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So and and then there's this project here that that I I like because I feel like just in in the studying that I that I've done that this might kind of lean more towards what you're passionate about, and uh, and this is um, it was a musical comedy short marriage material, um, which yeah. you you starred in and uh, the you were the lead and you you won some awards for it. Um, for those people that are, yeah. and, and I get asked all the time, hey, what should I be watching right now? Because there's nothing else we can do, at least here in Chicago and pretty much across the country. <laughs> right. But, I mean, it's a great time right. to kind of catch up on, on stuff. And marriage material, um, you can stream right now on Searchlight Shorts. And uh, I wonder, with your background in musical theater, is this is this a project that is kind of close to close to your heart a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, this was the first... I've never done a filmed musical before. Um, so I was very excited to do that. And then I read the script and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I, we had no idea going into it. This director turned out to be in the cinematographer. It's so amazing. They really put something incredible together. And we shot this film in six days. <laughs> um, but what I really liked about it I mean there were a million things I liked about it but I loved the rehearsal process because it was musical we had like a two-month rehearsal process and that is what I miss the most about theater because that's where all of the discovery is made and it's one of the biggest adjustments for me has been doing that kind of work on my own when I'm so used to doing it in a collaborative way where you discover things together um so that was honestly I think the most special thing. And that's how we all, you know, I have all these wonderful relationships now with the people in the film because we spent all of that time rehearsing and getting to know each other. And one of the more interesting things about it, I think was we had to record, we recorded all of the music ahead of time. And so it was the first time I ever kind of committed to a performance before the performance, like basically whatever I did a month before we shot in the recording studio, that's the performance I then had to match 
on the day of shooting, which was hard um, because I was like, oh, we found something after that 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 made me realize that she's not sad in that moment. She's being sarcastic, (laughs) but I had recorded it one way. So we got kind of, that was interesting. And we fixed a lot of it in post where I would just kind of re-record some of the stuff that we had recorded. But it was a really interesting journey to make a musical for film. It's a totally different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a bizarre. That's kind of a bizarre. I, you don't really think of it. I think when, like, as fans, we watch it and we just assume, you know, you're singing it as I'm watching it. But, <laughs> but yeah, if right. it's recorded at different times, and you got to kind of match it up and 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 do it on a time crunch. That is uh, sounds extremely tricky. Um, that's yeah. and, and and did you like? You grew up in Miami, right? Yeah. Yes. And then at some point you moved to New York as a as as a, a teenager and and uh, is, yeah. that, is that where you kind of got started in musical theater? Yeah, I mean I started in Miami, which is part of um, where there was a theater that I grew up working at, um, and so I started working professionally there. And then it just New York was like the logical step. Just if you want to do musical theater, that's the place you go. Although Chicago also has a really wonderful. Yeah, I was going to say. Hey, um, wait a minute. Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but if you want to do broad, if you want to do musicals, right. Chicago does have some great musical theater. But for the most part, Chicago has a bustling like theater community. Um, and I think a lot of, but there are musicals there too. We, have, my husband, did. Um, the tour of Peter and the Starcatcher, and I think half of his cast on that tour were Chicago local actors. Oh, that's awesome! Just basically, yeah, con- they they make their living working in Chicago theater, so that is also a thing. But I think what you don't, you you know, the musical thing, you kind of have to do both. I feel like when you live in Chicago, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And there's no there's no secret. New York's where it's at for for for. I mean, you got Broadway, yeah. So come on, yeah. And then, um, so, so, uh, you move, how do you make the move from New York to then, are you in LA now? Yes. Yeah. So how do you you make that move? Is there a project that took you out there or you just, that was kind of the next progression? It was an interesting thing. Um, I, this actually, when my husband was on tour with that play, they were out in LA doing a month at the Amundsen Theater out here. And so while he was out here, I was like, oh, I'll come spend the month with you while you're there. And I was taking some classes, some acting classes out here. And while I was here, I just happened to go on an audition for a TV show for a little part. And I booked it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, that's that's cool. And then he, I decided that while he continued with the tour, I was like, well, I'm just going to stay out here until you finish the tour and just see I really like it out here and see if anything else happens. And I booked another little role on another TV show. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, It seemed, you know, and not that much was happening for me in New York at the time. So I felt, I felt very like more seen out here and I felt a little more creative and the change of pace was good. And also I'm a Miami girl. So it just felt good to be here. And and then when his tour was over, he was supposed to go into uh, another Broadway show and the show got canceled. And he was like, I wonder if maybe we should just try L.A. And I definitely wanted to, but I didn't want to, you know, impose that on him. But the timing kind of worked out. And so we gave it a try. We held on to our apartment in New York for a year or so so that it wouldn't feel so scary. And we sublet it. And then kind of a year or two in, we were like, we don't need that apartment anymore. I don't think we're going back. We both have just found really wonderful lives out here. And he was working steadily on Broadway 
wow. when we left. But yeah, we've just found kind of a new, we're doing totally different things now. Right. Well, you know what, for what it's worth, though, um, if given the choice between uh, Manhattan or palm trees and sun and beautiful weather, uh, I think I would take the latter yeah. for sure every time. I don't know who wouldn't. That's awesome. And now look at you. Well, there are some dyed-in-the-wool. Yeah, so sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Oh, there are some dyed-in-the-wool New Yorkers, though, who are like, I will never live anywhere else. But I, as much as I appreciate the city and I think the city is incredible, I didn't like living there. I I love the people. I love the, the arts. I love all of that. But it is so much easier to live here. And, of course, it's just what I'm used to. Oh, so, yeah, you come from a cold place. So you're yeah. probably like, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I, I've, I've been to New York, and I love it. Central Park is amazing. The city's amazing, really. But they never figured out yeah. alleys until they made it to the Midwest, and they, they just throw the garbage on the street. So that's kind of that kind of weirded yeah. me out a little bit. A very smelly city. Yeah, yeah. but they they do yeah. have uh, uh, they do have some. Uh, it's it's one of the most amazing cities in the world. So I'll give them that. I'll give them that. And, oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I got to think along the way from Miami to you know to to, to New York and 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 I think you had uh, did you have Boston in there a little bit and and then yeah. out to LA. Yeah, There's got to be Boston for a couple months. Yeah, I mean you're in New York and you're on Broadway and and and, and Little Women. And, uh, and and you're doing theater at at some point there you got to think wow I've made it I'm here I'm in New York I'm on Broadway and then you go to L A I mean it's you know, it's it's so exciting to see stuff happening for you that's so, it's what an exciting roller coaster ride it it definitely is an exciting ride it's so funny because when you're in it though there's never ever in my life been a moment where I've been like look I've made it <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's just the, the life of a person in the arts is it never feels that way. And you immediately just your brain shifts to like, okay, so I'm here. So now what? And I wish I kind of, it makes me sad that I never had that thought. I wish I had, because that's a really nice thing to have for yourself is to take a moment and be proud of what you accomplished. But it's so rare to have that thought to just sit and like, enjoy the moment that you're in. Yeah. I, I, you know what? The, you're a go-getter though. And that's why you can't just, you can't, you can't enjoy yeah. it. You know, what's next. And, and, and that's, that's why right. you're, you're, you're seeing so much success. I want to make sure I get these in here real quick. Uh, you can follow Gwen on okay. Instagram at uh, Gwenstagram811 on Twitter. It's Gwenny, Gwenny H811. And then uh, you can check out our website, uh, Gwenhollander.com of course. And, uh, I guess we'll wrap up if it's all right with you. I'd like to just a couple more Jim Carrey questions, and I hate doing it because it's so tacky. Sure. But I mean, I think you would agree. It's like it's not often that you probably you probably get asked these questions all the time, so it's no big deal. But um, if uh, I, I got to think, we were just talking about not being able to look back at any point and say, "Hey, I made it," you know, or "Hey, this is it. I made it." I would think that that Jim Carrey probably has that same kind of mentality where he's like the biggest star in the world and biggest movie star, you know, did did everything you could think of. And he probably still has that mentality, too. So I'm curious, um, somebody like Jim Carrey who has to know that it's there's some tension maybe to break with some people like working with people he hasn't worked with before. Do you find Mm -hmm. it was was it was he? Was he quick to break the ice and make make everybody comfortable? Oh yes, um, he 
the day we the day that I met him was he had already started shooting, but the puppets hadn't started yet. So we were all on a separate sound stage, and they had us come just to take a look at the puppets, get used to them. Um, and at some point, they were like, "All right, Jim's gonna come over," and we of course were like, "Oh my god, Jim's coming over!" Um, and he came over, and he he is one of those people that when he talks to you. You are the only person on the planet. He locks eyes with you. He has that thing going on. And I remember my husband said the same thing because he met him at the rap party and, like, shook his hand. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I just had, like, an out-of-body experience because Jim Carrey just looked at me like I was the only person in the world. Um, so I think that's part of also what comes with being a movie star is that's part of the responsibility that you have to be a leader and to make people feel at ease. So... I think he's a pro at that. He knows. Um, and then, you know, once we start shooting, then we're all people and we're working. Right. But he has to know that it's intimidating, you know, when he comes into a room or onto a set. What, or intimidating or at least just, you know, a, a, a heightened experience for people. That's a great um, way to put it. Yeah, heightened so, experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he, he knows that, that in order for everyone to feel good and do the work they need to do, he must like instinctively know that he needs to lock eyes with everybody, introduce himself and make sure. And so you can be like, all right, we did that. Now let's work. You know? Sure. Sure. Um, and, uh, you've kind of done it all right. Or you're, you've, you've done a little bit of everything. It seems like, do you have like, what, what's your, cause this is obviously shooting a show like, 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 like kidding, which you can watch on show, on showtime, make sure you, you guys watch it. But Shooting a show like kid like kidding versus uh, a musical short. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a preference on, or or do you just like the variety? Because it's got to be um, two I totally mean, different experiences. Thing, yeah, they're very different. My favorite thing to do is live theater. Nothing will ever be the same as that. Um, the 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 short and the TV show actually, having come from theater, they feel more similar than anything only because theater is so different from everything. I think if I had to choose, I would only say um, that I like the film because of the rehearsal aspect, sure. um, because of all of that time spent rehearsing. Although, for have you watched season two of Kidding yet, or you just saw season one? Not, not yet. I'm going to be starting season two this weekend, so I'm excited. Okay, so there's an episode in season two that um, takes place, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'll just say there's an episode in season two that we did have to have a lot of rehearsal for. Um, So, and a lot of the the puppeteers feel like theater people also, and most of them are. So that was also a week that felt very much like, oh yeah, this is a combination of all the things that I love the most. Right. That's awesome. So I'd say that. That's awesome. And, And what a cast, I'm telling you, like, when when you watch this show, if you haven't watched Kidding, and again, it's season two came out back in February, and um, I want to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was February. It's been out. It's been out for yeah. a, for a while, anyway. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. it's. I mean, Judy Greer's in it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's and Judy Greer's been like literally, I think, in, in everything. I don't. I think they don't even produce anything without contacting her first, just to make sure. She, hey, do you want to yeah, be in this? Yeah, you gotta put Judy Greer in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it, yeah. The cast is phenomenal. It's it's a cool show, and it's just unlike anything you've ever seen. And and I I I, I liked it, and I, I was so excited when uh when we had the opportunity to to have you on the show and i was really freaking out when i almost screwed it up so gwen thank you so oh much oh my gosh no 
please don't. <laughs> no, I I, oh. <laughs> I want to make sure I get the 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 socials out there again. It's uh, at Gwenstagram eight eleven on Instagram, and it's at Gwenny H eight eleven on Twitter. And again, uh, GwenHollander.com, um, just for everything Gwen. Uh, definitely one of the more fun people that we've had on. And, and I can't thank you enough, Gwen, for coming on. And, and I wish you the best of luck. And uh, yeah, season two, Showtime. Check it out. It's called Kidding. And uh, you can say that you listen to the uh, space, the, the, the astronauter, the astronauter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, take care and, uh, yeah, keep in touch. For sure. All right. Definitely will. All right. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. There you go. Gwen Hollander. You can catch her on Instagram at Gwenstagram811, on Twitter at GwennyH81. And don't forget the website, GwenHollander.com. We'll make sure we share it. So go to the episode page. Uh, there should be a link on whatever format you're listening to. So thanks for listening. Make sure you give us a rating. Uh, one star is fine if you want to be a jerk. Uh, but we'll take what we can get. Ratings help get us uh, up higher on the list. So good, bad, and different. Give us some feedback at Bill and Dave Show on Twitter and Instagram. The Bill and Dave Show on Facebook. And uh, thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.
Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.